You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, recently retired football star Tom Brady is said to have followed an incredibly strict diet. But when does that focus become a fixation? I think the difficulty is that someone who lacks a lot of skills says, well, maybe if I follow his diet, maybe I'll be able to make it. And a school play in recognition of Black History Month took a different approach this year. We should be talking about the relationships that they form, their traditions and customs that are now a part of our culture, uh, the love, the Black love that we celebrating. And that's what this show is all about. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at ROCVOX.com. According to the National Eating Disorders Association, at least 9% of Americans will have an eating disorder at some point in their lifetime. But less than 6% of people with eating disorders are medically diagnosed as underweight. My colleague Beth Adams looked into this, and she found that the restrictive eating in some diet plans can cause a host of problems that may require treatment. She has this story. Ashley Marion is 33. She says she's struggled with eating for much of her life. And there have been little red flags that I think should have alerted me from at least high school age. But the Fairport resident didn't consult a dietitian until a few years ago when she was struggling to lose weight. She couldn't figure out why, because she was eating wholesome food like eggs, fruits, and vegetables, and working out twice a day. And I thought I was being the most healthy person. And I spoke to my dietitian, and she said, you know, I actually, what you're describing to me are really disordered eating habits. The registered dietitian, Marie Bieber, says Marion's diet and lifestyle were associated with a specific type of eating disorder, sometimes called orthorexia. The term refers to a fixation with proper or healthful eating. It becomes so obsessive that it actually becomes anxiety-provoking for that individual if they're in a situation where they're not able to eat in accordance with the, the quote-unquote rules that they're, they're supposed to be following. Orthorexia isn't recognized as a formal diagnosis, according to Dr. Richard Kripe. He's a pediatrician and professor emeritus at the University of Rochester Medical Center. It's not a matter of it's not something important. It's that we don't have the scientific evidence yet uh, to support that. And Kripe isn't saying that he thinks the disorder doesn't exist. In fact, he says rigid diets like the kind that recently retired football star Tom Brady reportedly followed during his career can serve as a dangerous example for people. Brady is said to have placed several major food groups, dairy, sugar, refined carbohydrates, and even some fruits and vegetables, off limits. I don't think anybody can say anything bad about Tom Brady as far as his performance as a quarterback. I think the difficulty is that someone who lacks a lot of skills says, well, maybe if I follow his diet, maybe I'll be able to make it. So how do you know if your healthy diet has drifted into disordered eating? Well, one clue is when activities associated with eating begin interfering with daily life. Things like excessive meal prep, 
or feeling the need to avoid certain places. Bieber says a simple question a person can ask themselves is, do they have an emotional reaction to food? The only thing that should change from before eating to after eating is that before eating you feel hungry and after eating you feel satisfied. And if you have a shift in your emotion due to the foods that you're eating, then that indicates that there's a problem with your relationship with that food. When Bieber first suggested that Marion introduce more fat into her diet, she was scared. I was like, what do you mean? Fats are horrendous. Marion was also diagnosed with anxiety and depression, which Bieber says is quite common among people with eating disorders. And the last two years, with its periods of isolation and stress, were a particular challenge for many of them. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, calls to the National Eating Disorders Association helpline soared by more than 100 percent. But Marion was already in treatment and making progress by early 2020. She says there were actually some benefits for her during the shutdown. Her gym was closed, so her twice-a-day workouts ended. So that stopped that kind of anxiety there, since that was outside my forces, to try to keep that up. She worked with Bieber on ending some unhealthy habits and opening herself up to new, healthy ones. Now she tries to eat fats, proteins, and carbohydrates in every meal. She says she's learned to not see food as good or bad, and even eats candy when she wants. Whereas before, I would say, well, if I'm going to have a a chocolate bar, I I just better not, because people are going to judge me for eating chocolate. One thing she's still working on is self-acceptance. She says she's a 7 out of 10 on that. I think it's going to be a lifelong journey. I don't think it's something that one day I'm going to wake up and say, I accept myself, I'm perfect. Beth Adams is the host of Morning Edition on WXXI. If you or someone you know needs help with an eating disorder, you can call or text the National Eating Disorders Association helpline at 800-931-2237. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. Students at the School of the Arts honored Black History Month with an entire day dedicated to Black Lives Matter. It was a school-wide event punctuated by an ambitious theater performance. My colleague Noelle Evans met some of the students who were involved, and she talked to them about how their own experiences with racism are reflected in their performances. She has this story. Black History Month this year should not be about throwing black trauma in people's faces. We shouldn't be talking about what uh, our ancestors went through. That's Deandra Brown. She's one of the cast members in the school play Fairview. It's a Pulitzer Prize-winning drama that was partially inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement. We should be talking about the relationships that they form, their traditions and customs that are now a part of our culture, uh, the love, the black love that we celebrating. And that's what this show is all about. Okay. I'll go from and do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, Aunt Jasmine? Like, there has to be more to life than that, doesn't there? The play opens with a middle-class black family preparing a birthday dinner for their grandmother. 
kind of like a sitcom. Our mother went to college. It's not a conversation. I just think that your daughter. Are you trying to tell me? How but to by the second mom? act, things shift. Here's Samiria Blythers. She plays the mother, Beverly. In act two, we turn to our white counterparts who are talking about which race they'd like to be if they could change their race. And a lot of the things that they're saying is racist, but most people wouldn't notice it. So this play addresses casual racism. That's something Samaria and her fellow black cast members deal with all the time. Isaiah Santiago plays Dayton, Beverly's husband. Because you already know you're a wonderful cook and a wonderful host and everyone here loves you. When Isaiah was nine years old, before his family moved to Rochester, he was walking in his neighborhood in New Jersey. A white neighbor approached him. He asked, you know, where did I live? Um, and I didn't know how to answer, because, you know, you're taught not to tell anybody where you live at. So, so it ended up coming to him telling me that the, the police were looking for somebody who were breaking into houses, um, and that if he saw me around again, he'll call 911. Samaria and Isaiah say these kinds of stereotypes can change a person's life trajectory. Every time I sit there in the seat, you know, during the play, I usually think about that and how, how that stereotype kind of um, affected me throughout the years. Like a nine-year-old shouldn't have to go through what Isaiah went through. It was a you fit the description moment, and that's not okay. And it's just like, I shouldn't have this constant fear over my shoulder of being killed for being black. My soul is exhausted. I need some time away. The lead in Fairview is played by Sadie Rolnox. By the end of the play, she breaks the fourth wall, which means she confronts the audience. It's a call to action for everyone watching to stand up to racism, even in themselves. Say you'll at least mention that taking a gap years ago. And people say, like, you know, we're the future, the kids are the future. Yes, that's true, but also, you know, if you're 30, you're still going to be in the future. You could be over 100 and you're still in the future. So you don't have to pretend like, oh, the kids got it or it's all in the hands of the next generation. You're also here and you live in the world and you can be a part of changing it to be the world you want to see, you know? I would like to act free from the whole show. Fairview is meant for mature audiences due to language and mature themes. Play director Edward Myers says while he expects some pushback from parents, he stands by the decision to perform it. I have heard worse things in my classroom with younger students. And if we lend ourselves to be ignorant of what these kids really see and experience in their lives, then that's, that's on us and that's not on them. Noelle Evans is a reporter for WXXI News. And that's it for Earshot. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate us, and give us a review so other people can find us. Send your feedback to earshot at wxxi.org and let us know what you think of the show. Find even more local news at our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.